Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Secondhand Sports. Um, boy, do we have a show for you guys today. <laughs> We're going around the horn talking about football, uh, college baseball obviously going on. Congratulations at this point. So, um, little backstory: we recorded this on Tuesday, um, and since that time, the Mississippi State Bulldogs have won the College World Series. So congratulations to them shutting Vanderbilt out in that last game. Um, great for the program there. Obviously, we, we'll uh, get into it about how they haven't um, – they have not won a national championship in any team sports ever. <laughs> so um, congratulations to them. We also get into the whole controversy about NC State, all that bull-oney, um, NCAA – of course, is terrible. Um, you know, they've always had knuckleheads over there. Um, just a, a couple other housekeeping notes because we recorded on Tuesday. The Tampa Bay Lightning are up 2-0 in the series against the Canadians or Canadians, Canadians, whatever. Um, so that's that's going to be a tough series for the Canadians to come out of. But Tampa Bay is like. You know, we'll we'll talk about it, but um, Tampa Bay is a great sports city right now. Apparently, um, as we speak, the Phoenix Suns are closing out the series with the Clippers. Um, they will advance to the finals, and um, the the next game for the NBA will be the Bucks and Hawks. Um, series is tied two two right now. Uh, obviously, the news there is Giannis did not actually injure himself, or there's no structural damage apparently. Um, so we'll, you know, that's amazing. Um, obviously, this these playoffs have been riddled with injuries because of that short off season. But um, yeah, that's that's good to good to hear because it was very scary <laughs> the other night when uh, he went down looked like he over hyperextended his knee. So it's good that he's back. Um, that's pretty much the only housekeeping as far as the state of the podcast. Um, for July, we had, the only time we've ever done this is um, because of the hurricane. We took like a really long hiatus then, but as everyone knows if you have been listening to this podcast then you know that we love football more than anything and there really was not a whole lot of football news um this week and um we don't want to waste our time on on mediocre content i guess you could say when we're not super as interested in the nba and baseball obviously NHL Finals, all the, you know, NBA and NHL are coming to a close. And the only thing left here soon will be baseball. And that's not something we're super jazzed to be covering. (laughs) So uh, we're going to take a break. Just a a, a little. We'll take the month off for July and come back ready to to swing. We've kind of a little bit of burnout um, during the summer here just with vacations and work and 
um, lots of life changes, engagements, babies, and that kind of thing. So um, we're going to take a break until um, football rolls around. We're, the goal, the plan right now is to start back up in August um, when football preseason starts and we have some news to cover there, some actual substantial stuff. Obviously, if Drew Brees comes out of retirement or if, um, you know, Sean Payton retires, something huge like that, then we're going to, you know, talk about it. But right now we've found that there's not a whole lot of things that we're just super pumped to talk about. And um, we've been, you know, going at it for a while, kind of stretching things out. And um, yeah, so taking a little break, but we'll be back and really honing our stuff in for football season. Um, We've got some good plans for for that coming up. So, just a little housekeeping there. We will be taking a break, but we're definitely coming back. We're not quitting or anything like that. We just need a a little break. So, that's uh, all I have as far as notes. This is a pretty scattered episode as far as the topics we cover Um, Pretty much updates on all the major sports going on right now. So, thank you all for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Um, If you enjoy the show and wait for it every week, I know all three of you are are listening. You know, can't wait till we come back in August and are savoring this last episode before our break. But we appreciate each and every single one of you guys. Um, We love y'all and we surely hope you enjoy. Alrighty, getting started. I predict that this is going to be a short one here. Because um, there's not, I mean, do you have any NFL news or college football news at all? Oh, that guy came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Carl Nassib. Also, Tanya Snyder, wife of Dan Snyder, named co CEO of the Washington football team, that came out today. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> interesting. But yeah, what, what was what was the guy's name? What guy? The gay guy. Carl, Carl Nassib. Carl Nassib. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. The NFL video proclaims football is gay <laughs> in wake of Carl Nassib announcement. Um, yeah, I mean, props to him. Obviously, it was something that he was like holding on at this point. You know, he's an older guy, usually... You know, it seems like... Well, he's played in the league for a long time. Right, too. exactly, yeah. So it's something that he's been probably not hiding from the people that know him, but definitely hiding it from the public. The public eye. Yeah. So, um, yeah, great for Pride Week. Shout out John David Henning. So. <laughs> I think um, the important thing is, I think John Gruden and Mike Mayock, the general manager of the fans, they, look, we don't care what you do right. at the away from the facility. That's your life. All we care about is, look... Can you get after the quarterback? Can you help us win? If you mm-hmm. can help us win, yep, you'll be a Raider. Right. Yep. And I think that's, you know, they'll definitely set a precedent. At this point, you know, it's time. Probably, like, I think this is going to be like one in thousands. Like, there's not many gay guys in the NFL in no. general just because, like, that's just how it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it'll be cool for, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this, but I might. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> like, stronger guys that might be gay but want to play football too, you know. Anyway, so that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all the news that I had for football in general. 
Um, what else? Darius Geis is cleared of all charges. So oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't give a shit about him anymore. <laughs> that is true. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess, so he reached a settlement with yeah. his... Yeah. So there's, there's really nothing to have on that. I don't in- interesting. Uh, Zach von Rosenberg got cut from the Vikings <laughs> in, the, in the meantime. So I think he might be still practicing for a few teams. It'd be awesome. Awesome if they replace Thomas Morstead with Zach von Rosenberg. Come on, Saints. Do the right thing, please. But um, yeah, man. Shouts out to Zach von Rosenberg. Hopefully he can. Find him a team to play for. So. I'm coming home. Yeah. I'm coming home. <laughs> Moving <coughs> along, obviously, uh, two of the big things go well, you know, there's three big things going on right now the NBA playoffs, College World Series, and NHL playoffs. Right. Vanderbilt and Mississippi State are tipping off right now or kicking off or swinging to begin with. Pitching. Whatever you call it. Yeah. The first pitch has been thrown. We're into the bottom of the first right now after a rain delay. Um, so just starting off with that, um, obviously we took a week off last week. And NC State, NC State got royally screwed by the NCAA. Classic, classic NCAA, you know, having zero self-awareness and dropping a news dump at like, Two o'clock in the, in the morning. morning. Yeah, <laughs> disqualifying them um, because, like, three guys that had been vaccinated tested, tested positive, positive. Yeah, for the coronavirus. So interesting there. Yeah. Uh, um. NCAA. Yeah, NCAA is you know known for just being flat out stupid and stuff. And this is probably the, this is probably the, it's it's not football, so it's not. If this was football or basketball, they're not going to do it. But, right. But the thing is, college baseball is not important. I mean, it tells some people, a lot of people don't really watch it, but, you know, if, if you watch like this year, you know, people like Barstool, they're all, they're, you know, oh, yeah. pumping advertising it up and pumping sure. it up. And it, people, you know, people are, wa- people are starting right. to get into it. Right. And, you know, like, and now NCAA decides, oh, let's just, you know, let's just, you know, screw oh, three, one of the let's teams. just screw one of the teams. Yeah. They yeah. tell them in the before in the semifinals, let Vanderbilt advance the championship game. Yeah, and it's, we were. Um, yeah, okay. It's it's just it's it's just a disgusting uh, display. I feel I feel bad for those kids. Right. Yeah. Because I mean, you look. Um, there was a picture um, of the kid. There, they went on the field right after right. it all yeah, happened. They so, had a parade at, in Omaha. So yeah, and it's like. It's, it doesn't just affect the players; it affects the fans who went there. Now they all the parents to, of the, the kids, parents, the kids, the seniors. They've been going to summer ball. Like the reason I didn't play baseball was because of the like summer the summer it, hot, never. you know, just hours and hours. And those guys just got their their last chance ripped away from them. It's ridiculous. It, yeah, n- not. I mean, I'm not saying some of those kids are going to make the MLB. I mean, most some of them will. I mean, yeah. But like this is a chance they had a chance to win a championship, right? And for it to be taken away just like that, I mean, NC State. I'm not going to say they 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 were going to go all the way, but I mean, they had a pretty good team. I think yeah. pitching wise, they're extremely good. And um, you know, it's just it's just a it's just a shame. You know, the NCAA should get the hammer on this. I think Mark Emmert, the uh, president, should resign. <laughs> yeah, I'm calling his resignation. Former LSU Tiger, by the way. <laughs> um. Hurts a little bit, and it, w- w- what's worse is, 
not only does it is bad for NC State, Mississippi State last night got completely shut out because yeah. they only had one day a one day break. Meanwhile, right. Vanderbilt gets a two day break, rest all their pitchers. Yeah, you know, and that's what happened. As you see last Monday, you see Monday night. That's what happened. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say Mississippi State really. I mean, they just gave Vanderbilt a huge boost because of the rest that they got. Um, yeah, yeah. It's and and we were kind of talking about it before too. It's like I have I have not heard and course i only read headlines i don't you know haven't researched very much but i haven't heard anything about vanderbilt getting tested at all all i heard was about nc state everybody was clear all the guys that didn't get vaccinated were negative and then they all of a sudden just randomly tested all the all the guys that got vaccinated and had positive tests but they i didn't hear anything about them testing vanderbilt after that game too so it's like just doesn't make any sense i don't know what I guess maybe because it's two SEC teams now and the NCAA, you know, this is tinfoil hat, but the NCAA might have wanted more ratings for yeah. some reason, even though you would have two different conferences, but still. Maybe um, maybe, maybe the SEC did something like this. It's a kind of a conspiracy. Yeah. Maybe the SEC <laughs> yeah. wanted to have an all-SEC, you know, College World champion, championship. So yeah. they said, let's just kick NC State out so we can – because we know Mississippi, Mississippi State will probably beat Texas anyway. Right. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and, yeah. But you also got to think about, you know, there are fans and they're not wearing masks. Not everyone's vaccinated. Yeah. These are old, outdated COVID, you know, protocols. Exactly. That we shouldn't be following anymore. That right. really, at this point, just don't matter. Exactly. If everybody in the stands can just not wear masks, like, probably at this point, it's like, okay, if you're vaccinated, whatever. If you're vaccinated, but, you're vaccinated. But yeah. none of those fans got tested. Right, exactly. But and NC State even reason, got to... And they even got to go on the field and take a picture right yeah. after all this stuff happened. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, okay, well, yeah, I'm just speechless. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Um, so think yeah. about if it was LSU though. Oh, this is LSU <laughs> up in arms. That's that's one of the things. It's like I don't know if NC State has a big enough fan base. Obviously, people are up in arms just because everybody loves hating on the NCAA because. They're freaking idiots for yeah. some stuff. So, um, yeah, it's <laughs> national <laughs> national committee against athletes. Yeah, or yeah. Uh, what? The boss with the shirt. What yeah. was that? National communists against athletes. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, so. um, if this was LSU, though, think about what uh, Barstool Sports did, what Portnoy and all of them did for um, when the pay, when Tom Brady got a bench for the four Oh games. yeah, they went to uh, in the NFL headquarters and yeah. just protested. <laughs> right. Honestly, if, if that happened to like LSU football, oh. I would one hundred percent go protest, oh. get arrested, spend yeah. the night in jail, and not give a crap. LSU fans are bananas. Like if 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 that happened to football, oh Mississippi State just got to run. If oh. that happened to football, um, buildings would be on fire. Yeah. So it would. Uh, <laughs> so. It's already kind of taken down because of um, what happened to the Saints in 2019 oh, playoffs. So, yeah. Fellowship happens to LSU. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Carried away. But. Yep. So, that's uh, Talking Baseball. By the way, a uh, shout out to uh, Davis Mesh, number 12 from Mississippi State, a uh, former Bar Buccaneer and a infielder. He is currently a freshman over there. Nice. So, first year in playing in the college world series big, yep. big shout out to him for sure yeah and uh also mississippi state is one of the only teams in 
the NCAA that has not had a national championship in team sports. So, along with Virginia I'm, Tech and uh, Kansas State. Yeah, I usually don't care about the College World Series, especially now that LSU isn't in it. Um, so, I mean, I guess like woohoo, Mississippi State, that'd be cool because they're obvious underdogs. Vanderbilt just got a free pass to the College World Series, basically. So Yeah, it's like America's pulling for Mississippi right, State. Right, And it's like football, it's, you know, football for me, it's always LSU. Right. It's, it's no one else. But Everybody when it comes to baseball, to underdog. when it comes to baseball, it's SEC. Right. If LSU loses, SEC. So Mississippi State <laughs> earned their way there. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Maybe thank you to Fauci. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was another thing. Those pictures of him in the Vanderbilt uh, jersey kept going viral and stuff too. So goofy. Yep. Jay Johnson from Arkansas, Arizona, Arizona. Got the A states there. So Jay Johnson, following the footsteps of legendary LSU coach, five-time national champion Skip Bertman. And one-time national champion coach Paul Maneri, Jay Johnson becomes the new leader. Yep. In Baton Rouge at LSU, uh, Johnson's you know Johnson he's he's you know he coached Nevada. He was head coach in Nevada from 2014 to 2015. They had a conference championship win, and then he takes over the Arizona Wildcats baseball team in 2016, leads them to the College World Series, takes them to the national championship game where they lost to Coastal Carolina. Mm-hmm. So he, his first year, I mean, there's there's no doubt. But you know, getting to a championship game, um, and then he and then last season, 2021, they uh, went to the College World Series again, won another conf- won a conference championship, went 45 and 18. They would ultimately lose. Arizona lost to Stanford, but uh, yeah, I think uh, it, it's a great hire for LSU um, as Tom Gallagher's interim interim LSU president uh, Tom Gallagher said we have the best athletic director in the country makes another slam dunk hire in Jay Johnson I mean th- th- for this this is this is basically th- this job is basically the Alabama of football I'm not yeah. even compare it to Alabama because I don't want to compare us to Alabama right but uh you know certainly it's it's one of the most pre- it's more one of the most prestigious jobs in college football um so I college think, uh, baseball yeah college baseball yeah so, I mean, it's a pretty big hire, and, uh, you know, just good luck to him. Yeah. Yeah, there was a cool video of, like, the transition and Paul Maneri welcoming him in, opening the door for the new guy. It's always good to have a coach go out on good terms instead of just being fired. So. <laughs> yep, yep, patting him on the uh, back. Yep, yep. Giving him the uh, the keys to the uh, Ferrari. Just yeah. don't crash it. Yeah. And if you if you look at it, I think Arizona led the led the nation last year in hits, and the young freshmen that LSU has right now, guys like um, Brody Drost, Lake Charles native. Yeah. Um, man, forgot uh, Trey Morgan. Uh, yeah. You know, both were outstanding uh, freshmen last year. There, there are a couple more guys. Don't really have the roster up, so I can't really tell you. Um, but um, I think you know. Yeah, we'll be in good shape. Moving on to the NBA playoffs. Just to go around the horn. It's a short horn now. Conference yep. finals. Um, Phoenix is leading 
3-2. And um, Milwaukee is leading 2-1 against Atlanta. Currently, the Hawks are leading Milwaukee 47-38. to And Trey Young is out. So, yeah. I think Milwaukee is going to pull out a win tonight. Um, and I think it's going to be, yeah, I think it's going to be a Suns Bucks um, finals, which I mean, when's the last time either of these teams have even come close? I, I think the Bucks came pretty close, but the Suns' the sun like, last time, I think going to the finals was 1993 when they had Charles <laughs> Barkley, right? Yeah, so and but think about this, Chris Paul, too, right? Chris Paul, yeah. CP3. Been in the league for so long, one of he our was, true heroes. I was about to, I was literally about to say he was like our childhood hero Getting when he was at the Hornets. Finally, so. play with the uh, play in the NBA Finals, and he still shouts out the Hornets sometimes too, because uh, or just New Orleans. Because I remember oh, yeah. uh, seeing him on something about uh, he was on some NFL thing, and they were like, "Who you got, Saints or this other team?" And he was like, "Well, I had a good time in New Orleans when I was there, so go Saints." So. You know, fond memories there. Yeah. Um. All righty. Only other thing in uh, the NBA is the Blazers hired Chauncey Billups to be their new head coach, and now like everything is setting on fire because of a an incident in 1997. Um, I'm not sure exactly. Let's see. the the big The big story right now, this afternoon, that I've been seeing on Twitter, is um, there was backlash due to his hiring, and Chauncey said that the incident in 1997 shaped his life. And then there was a follow up question during his presser about. Uh, something like, how did it shape your life? You know, what did you mean by that? And the PR guy for the Blazers, like, cut him off. And oh, really? We're like, yeah. <laughs> they cut the, the question off. We're like, we, off, yeah. we've already discussed that. So, But anyway, it's just a little, little interesting thing that's news today, and it will be gone tomorrow. So, NHL playoffs. Um, quick around the horn there. Tampa Bay's leading, obviously, uh, leading the Canadians right now. Um, beat them 5-1 to one, uh, Monday, yesterday. I'm trying to get my timing right here. And then on Wednesday, they will play again um, for the, the three-game series. It's going to be tough for the Canadians. Um, obviously, like Gunnar and I have talked about, Islanders, we were pulling for them. It yeah. would have been awesome to see the Islanders in it just because yeah. Frankie Borelli, all that good stuff. But, you know, Tampa Bay, for some reason, is like uh, a crucible for great teams right now between the Lightning, the Tampa Bay Rays, and the Buccaneers. And even, like, yeah, that's pretty much... I, I was going to say the Raptors were practicing in Tampa Bay, but they weren't good this year, so... No, not, <laughs> no they weren't good at all. Yeah. So, anyway... Um. Yeah. Let's see. So you had something for football. Yep. So on Monday, LSU um, starting left tackle Darrell Rosenthal, number fifty-one, uh, announced that he has entered the NCAA transfer portal after violating team rules. Um. And a lot of questions kind of came up: Who's going to start after Rosenthal? 
But no, actually. Wait, 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 wait. What did what team rules did he violate? So Derrick Rosenthal, he's he's been a he started a couple of games 2019. He was a starter uh, last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, just I think he had he had some off the field issues uh, that um, I think it just wasn't you know now it's not now I think LSU can still try to get him back, but if he goes, he goes. LSU still has a lot of great players. Uh, someone to fill a spot number sixty one number sixty one Cam Wire. Uh, Cam Wire started. Uh, he has started six games last season. He played uh, while playing tackle and guard, so he's definitely probably the most. He was basically a utility lineman last year. Um. So I mean, I think I think either what I mean. Then they also have a uh, Garrett Dellinger, who is a early enrollee. He will probably have to become LSU's sixth uh, man lineman, in re- uh, in replace of Cam Wire. So I mean, th- th- there definitely is a there, there is sort sort of a lack at offensive tackle. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen yet, but LSU still is very very solid with their um with all four with four of their starters returning on the offensive line: Ed Ingram, Liam Shanahan, uh, Chasen Hines, and Austin Deculus, and also a third year sophomore Charles Turner uh, is the only player of the remaining ten offensive linemen on the roster to have started a game. Uh, this is actually from uh, an article from uh, Brooks Cabina of the uh, Advocate and Baton Rouge. Nice. Just so that's yeah, so I'm not plagiarizing it. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. LSU. I mean, they, they also have um. They do have one lineman, uh, Cardell Thomas. They call him. What do they call Cardell Thomas? So Cardell Thomas, Mister Pancake. Uh-huh. As a, as a, as oh a, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. He um, I, I, he's been one of the most. I think he was one of the top linemen recruiting. I mean, recruited. Um, he just hasn't produced anything at all. I mean, I think he's a he's a fantastic. He, he could be a great player, but I think it just injuries is kind of slowing him down. Um, but man, he's got a hell of a nickname, Mister Pancake. So yeah, that's awesome. Well, hopefully he'll be able to pull off some pancakes. Oh, in the season coming up. I do have another football thing. Analyst says Tigers could win. I got got it. I'm going to show you real fast. While you're pulling that up, I just have one note on the LSU Tigers football team. Um, I'm hoping and praying that they don't let us down. Obviously, coming off the huge season in 2019, the same type of hype videos – they would post during the preseason, like during the off season, like right now. And last season sucked, but obviously we picked it up at the you know end of the season. But still, last season sucked, and I feel like they're doing the same thing <laughs> this year. Like obviously they're gonna hype up the team, they're gonna do hype videos and stuff like that. Yeah, that's not but, gonna change. But boy, I sure hope that they back it up this year. Because last year was a letdown. And now, a clip from Josh Pate at 24-7 Sports. LSU, to me, is the most dangerous team in college football this year, fitting these parameters. Because there's no ceiling. This is the only program in America, if you really stop to think about it, the LSU Tigers, 2021. There's no ceiling because the roster's so good, they're literally capable of winning a national championship if everything were to go right. 
there's also a downside to that that we'll circle back to. But think about the quarterback situation. You've got two viable candidates there. This is a top five roster. You don't need to worry a second about whether that organization is hungry. There is an entire organization that is less than two years removed from winning a title that has their backs against the wall feeling the need to reprove themselves to the world. That's a really good formula. You're looking at the schedule if you're watching on YouTube. It's a very winnable early portion of the schedule. So if you've got things to figure out, you got a couple of new coordinators. UCLA, McNeese, Central Michigan, at Mississippi State, Auburn, at Kentucky, those are as close to tune-ups that you would line up if you reside in the SEC as you can get. I'm not disrespecting those programs. I'm saying you're going to have to play someone. Those are the someones you want to play. You don't want Bama in week two. You don't want Florida in week three. You don't want to go to Ole Miss in week four or A&M in week five. You want those teams on the back half. There is no ceiling. If all things fall the way LSU wants them to, they can literally win a title. That's how good the roster is. But there's also no floor here. Because if they've got the same internal locker room rot that they had last year, if culturally things still suck down there, there's no floor. No amount of talent can save you. They could fall off the cliff, and you can just hear one collective all year. And then you know what comes at the end. The great big splat. That's true. Um, yeah, so basically, I'll, I'll, I'll put the... The I'll credit the guy, the analyst, and also yeah. I'll I'll put the video in the recording. But basically, he's talking about how the beginning of the season is a very good warm up for the Tigers. Obviously, UCLA, and then our McNeese State Cowboys, Cowboys go poke. On the <laughs> Central Michigan out of nowhere. I didn't even realize we were playing Central Michigan. Hey. Um, you got a Mississippi State that was absolutely atrocious after. Week one <laughs> last year, yeah, and um, then we start, you know, the real teams: Auburn, Kentucky, Florida, Ole Miss, Alabama. Yeah. So, also one thing I just noticed was uh, ULM. We play them, and then the next week is Texas A&M. So that'll be a good warm-up game to get rested and uh, beat our new rivals, Texas A&M, for sure. Yeah. So, one other thing of note: I'm not sure if I mentioned it on here, but. Uh, LSU plays Alabama November 6th, 2021. At Alabama. And, correct. And uh, Zachary Phillips Schwartzenberg Jr. is due November 1st right now. That's his ETA. So, Desti- for- Destiny? Destiny? I mean. No, wait, what, when was the date again? November 1st. November 1st? Yeah. Okay, so. It's Destiny week. And there's a bye week. He's he's due so during bye the bye week, basically. Yeah, okay, so bye week. That's so you're t- yeah. taking a break. Right. Well, let's focus on the baby. You're right. <laughs> exactly. Let's, yeah. focus, let's focus on the baby. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Hopefully, uh, he brings us. Hopefully, he comes out the womb and brings us some. Yeah. Um. Good luck charm. Good luck charm to, to score maybe, three touchdowns against Alabama. Yeah. Or just just <laughs> hopefully. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how bad it's going to be, but it's going to be yeah. bad. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you think we should talk about that video or just... Yeah, yeah. That's what I was, I'll put yeah. the video at the beginning and then we can have our discussion yeah. about it. Yeah, so, um, you know, I, that video, it, it, may, it does make a lot of sense. LSU has the most, you know, the, the, the difference between 2019 and 2000, I mean, 2020 and 2021 is... LSU lost 14 guys in the NFL draft. You had a brand new defensive coordinator. You had a de- defensive coordinator who was a dinosaur. You 
you know, if you want to do a Joe, you want to do a Joe Brady deal on offense, but you, you know, hired Scott Linehan to do it, and clearly Joe Brady was the miss was the key piece of 2019 LSU's offense besides Joe Burrow. Right. And I mean, going in 2021, I think there's just a better understanding. You have younger coaches, you have younger coordinators who can connect with the players. Yeah. You have, but. You have um, experienced players, experienced, though, experienced too. players, and not Lots only and not seniors. only that, you have depth, right? You have trem- because all those guys coming back, you have guys who played in twenty twenty who are now going to get to play in twenty twenty one. Yeah, so it's yeah. like, and I think that you know, I think LSU, I really do think LSU could probably, you know, win maybe ten games this year. Yeah, you, you, you now you got a defensive coordinator. You're not. You don't really know what's going to happen with him. You know, he's only this is his first time being a defensive coordinator in Division One college football, really in his career. So he's unproven, right? But I mean, this this team is to me is just completely stacked. Defensive line is stacked. Linebacker is absolutely stacked with Mike Jones uh, Jr. Who? Mike Jones Jr. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, playing at linebacker. You know the addition of him. You have uh, Georgia's safety, Major Burns, as a, a new addition. <laughs> so uh, another awesome name. Another awesome name for sure. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think that you know d- defensively LSU, I, I think can figure it out. They're going to be tested. You know, I think secondary wise, I shouldn't forget that part. Okay. Um, but and offensively, even though we don't know who the quarterback's going to be. I presumably think Don't it's going to be Bre- it's right, going to be yeah. Brennan to yeah. start, mm-hmm. and then Johnson will come in and finish. Yeah. You know, if Brennan's still hurt, yeah, yeah, and um, you know, receiver wise, uh, there are a lot of great receivers on the team. Running back wise, you know, Tyrion Davis Price probably take that role. You know, Kayshawn Boutte is going to be the number undisputed number one wide receiver. Yeah, so I mean, I think um, I, mean, I think this really, I think LSU. Look, even just winning, losing th- three losses is not going to you know kick at Ojeron out Baton Rouge. It's not yeah, going to no. you know put him on the hot seat. That's as long as you can make a New Year's Six bowl, right? That's pretty good. Now, yeah. if you can win ten games and only have two, maybe one or two losses, which I mean, it's pretty tough. I mean, I think like like he said, the first seven games, those are winnable. I think though those are tune-up games. But yeah, when you go to you. you that Florida's, you know, after what happened the past two years, of course Florida has a sour taste in their mouth. They yeah. have a great quarterback in Emory Jones. Alabama, it's just it's it's walking into hell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, <laughs> and Ole Miss, I mean, but we won the last time we were there. We did. We had Joe Burrow, but we, we won Burrow, the last Joe time Brady. we were there. We did, yeah. but um, and then uh, you know, Ole Miss, it's going to be on the road. Great off Lane Kiffin. He's he, to me. He's building a program at Ole Miss. He's got his starting quarterback coming back, and Matt Corral. Yep. Uh, threw for a ton of yards last year. Almost beat Alabama too. Yeah. Last year. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I about that that yeah. Ole Miss team is pretty good. Yeah. I think Ole and um, you know Texas A and M Jimbo Fisher. You know, almost made the playoff last year. <laughs> Should have slash maybe not. Yeah. Just I forgot about that whole. It's amazing. Like I haven't thought about college football in a while, but I'm remembering all those storylines. Yeah, yeah. But like you said, to his point, um, there's no floor to those those winnable games. Like you said at the beginning of the season, they are must wins. We like yes. we cannot lose to Central Michigan. 
probably can't lose to Mississippi State either. I can't, think cannot if, if we lose to them again after we're like how bad they were last year, um, I think it's going to be real bad. It, it, Ogeron's going to be on the hot seat for sure. So yeah, yeah. I mean, there's definitely tune-up games, but those are like if you don't win those, then you are in trouble big, for yeah, sure. Big, big trouble. So. Yeah. Yeah, and you know Mississippi State. I mean, you're you're going to be tested no matter what. You're going to be tested. Yeah. I mean, Mississippi State's SEC. offense, the area offense. It's right. it's all about you know they're going to throw the football. So the secondary to me has the most to prove. They have to prove themselves to that game. Yeah. They have to come back. They got to come back because you know you had a quarterback last year, and KJ Costello who played for um, Stanford his first game as Mississippi State's starting quarterback. Throws for six hundred three yards or something yeah. like that, then just doesn't play the rest of the year. Yeah. So I mean, I, I think, think. Go ahead. You 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 can go. Uh, I was just gonna say I think, like when we look back at that game, we're fresh off of COVID. This is like the very first sports event that's even happened. Yeah. Uh, Maybe baseball, but we're fresh out of COVID, and. The defense hasn't had time to prepare. So I think things like that, like that was definitely a fluke game. If you put the end of the season LSU against that Mississippi State team, then LSU wins probably nine out of ten times. Close game, but yeah, LSU definitely would win that game. Yeah. I don't think we'll have KJ Costello going 600 yards on us, but yeah, I mean, we can't allow it to happen. (laughs) No, we can't. We can't let let that, that happen again. Yeah. So, but he he brings up a good point. I mean, there's a lot of it's a normal type of schedule. It's not an all SEC schedule. It's not going to be brutal. It's not going to right. We'll be we'll be okay. Hopefully, <laughs> update on Vandy versus Mississippi State. It's tied up top of the third, one one. So, and NBA halftime Hawks winning fifty one thirty eight. Only other thing that I had on the agenda, I called it. Two weeks ago, obviously we took a week off, but two weeks ago I said, boy, wouldn't it be great if John Rahm won him a major after getting getting it stripped away from him <laughs> a couple weeks ago, uh, a couple weeks before that um, for COVID after he was leading by like four or five strokes. Lost out on millions and millions of dollars. Yep, yep. Wins. The U.S. Open at Torrey Pines. Um, yeah, man. Good, great for John. Obviously, it's kind of old news now, but that's awesome for him. You know, great that he's able to uh, seal the deal there. So, Yeah, John Rahm, definitely one of the most promising golfers, uh, you know, to not have won a major. And especially, right. you know, the – the circumstances that he just came from, came back from to win the U.S. Open, right? Uh, you just can't be more. You just can't be more than proud of him. And uh, yeah. he's gonna, you know, he's a, he's up with, he's up at the tier now. The one yeah, the top man. Golfers for he's sure. number the and Num- th- number one in the world. I think he's been number one for like the last few weeks too. He's definitely been up there. Obviously, golf is so hard to like gauge that because they play every weekend and there's so many different championships and and yeah and. Uh, matches and stuff but yeah man good on him it's you know it's funny Phil won it's like guys that you always root for there, yeah. there's no Patrick Reeds in this yeah no Patrick Reeds so. no uh, no Ian Poulters yeah so um yeah Brooks Kepka tied for fourth there uh good you know great to see him out there as well and then Brooksy. uh Louis Usman 
Ustazen. Yeah, Ustazen. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. South, the South African. Yeah. So um, there was a tournament this weekend. I forget what tournament it was. It went to a playoff. It was an eight-hole playoff. It's the lo- it's the longest. Yeah, it was just pars. Yeah, go to. Go was to, it with Marikawa? No, it was English. Uh, go to. It was Harris English. I don't know anything about that, but we could just read the headline and yeah. just give everybody the Harris English. He won the tournament. Uh, with Hickok. Yeah, they were both thirteen under. Kramer and Harris English. This guy doesn't even have a headshot. This Kramer guy, you don't. They don't even have a picture on Google for him. Yeah. Yeah. TPC River Highlands. It went into a uh, the Travelers. Went into a playoff. Yeah, Travelers Championship went yeah. into an eight. Went into a um, eight hole playoff. Yeah. And uh, English ended up winning the tournament. So. Holy smokes! Speaking of English, London better wins. One point four million dollars on fifteen dollar oh. parlay. That's bananas. <laughs> so, yep, good for uh, Harris there, and good for this Kramer Hickok guy. Doesn't even have his picture on Google. He's from Austin, Texas, twenty nine years old, and he's in a playoff at the Brocket Mortgage Classic. Oh wait, no, that's next weekend. No, that was, that the, was tra- the Travelers. That was, yeah, that was Travelers at the Travelers. <laughs> yeah, tra- so, Travelers is a big tournament. Yeah. So, yep. All righty. That about does it. Just an update on the score right now for no reason at all. The Hawks are leading 60-50, to 50 and Mississippi Vandy is t- still tied 1-1. And by the time you are listening to this, yep. you will already know, know the, outcome the, of the game. winners of those games. So, All right. One last segment. Um... Secondhand sports and outdoors. Matthew, you took a little trip down south here recently to go fishing down in Costa Rica. Los Sueños, Costa Rica. <laughs> Tell us about the trip, man. First of all, I want to give a shout out to uh, Will Drost and one of our recurring guests, Charlie Drost. Yeah. Um, they run a great they run a great company down in Los okay, Sueños. Like, did Charlie go with you? I thought he was practicing. Right? But yeah, big big shout out to Will and uh, Charlie. Uh, they got a great operation with uh, Maverick. I've been uh, it was my fifth time going, and um, we went. Uh, it was me, my dad. Uh, went with my uh, went with uh, my sister's boyfriend, uh, Sam Scholl, and. Jeff Collins, who is an orthopedic surgeon here. Shout out. And uh, his son, Kevin Collins, SMU student. Shout out. So we um, we fished three days. We caught nine blue marlin. The first one we caught, <laughs> the first one is what I caught, was a 350-pound blue marlin. I'm going to say it's the biggest one. Sam says he caught the bigger one, but I think <laughs> I caught the biggest one. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to have Sam on to dispute it. Uh for sure, Kevin caught, uh, and then Kevin caught one. I think was about, I forget what it was. It was it was almost the same size as mine. I forget. I forgot the size, but um, it was a pretty big marlin. Big Sam, fish. Sam caught him one, and then um, you know Jeff caught one, and then my Brian, and then my dad, nice caught him one. So five blue marlin in about twelve hours. Nice. So it was a uh, pretty pretty good trip. Second day, uh, we caught I think we caught um, we caught three blue marlin. 
me, actually Kevin, Collins, uh, Sam, and then me. We all caught, each caught a marlin. And then the next morning we woke up on Sunday. Uh, Jeff caught him a marlin, started to lightning everywhere, <laughs> thinking, oh, we could fish for a little more. Uh-huh. And then out of nowhere, lightning comes, almost strikes the boat, but goes through the boat. A couple of our people on the boat got shot. Almost. That, if it went through the boat, that's striking the boat, isn't it? I mean, yeah, no, yeah. It it, it, struck, yeah. it struck the boat. Yeah, it struck yeah. the boat. I mean, it was like 20 feet away, but we... we, we oh, really? Felt yeah. the... Dang. But it still went through the boat, yeah, took out yeah. some of the controls, and had to sadly pull the lines up and head back <laughs> to shore. But yeah. um, what a still, great... Tr- that's terrifying. <laughs> oh, it's... it's I, I, We survived, basically. We could talk about, hey, we survived a lightning storm. From yeah, there. yeah. There's not that many people on the planet that can say that, right? <laughs> um, but yeah, it was a it was a great trip. Uh, you know, Los Sueños, aka the billfish capital of the world. Uh, just just had a great trip, and uh, just can't thank the Dross enough for allowing this. Uh, shout out to uh, shout out to uh, Carlos the captain. Shout out to the deckhands, yeah. Macho, shout and out. Ponto, Ponto, yeah. Uh, some ate some great, ate some. Great meals on the boat. Yeah. Avid listeners, secondhand sure, yeah. sports. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, uh, y'all had some good meals. We had some great, great meals. We had, um, we had, we it was, all they eat is all they eat is rice. Mm-hmm. But it's like you know Costa Rican rice and tastes yeah. pretty good. We had, um, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty good trip. Ate really good. Uh, drank didn't drink that too much alcohol. Did they drink Red Stripe over there. No. No. Um we when we went fishing in Trinidad like long time ago, everybody there drank red stripe, which is like some Caribbean or Jamaican beer, I think, or something like that. And it was like a thing. Like people there like that was the beer yeah. for some reason. So Yeah, for yeah. Uh, in Costa Rica it's um the native beer is called Imperial. Mm-hmm. They have Imperial and they have Imperial Light. Imperial Light it looks like like the the lights logo in it looks like Bud Light, mm. so maybe it's a knockoff. I mean, I don't know if yeah. it's a knockoff, but just like you know, in Trinidad, the Caribbean beer, Costa Rica, you just see Imperial signs everywhere. Yeah, so that's that's always good because that's where you know you can get some if you're you right need, need, if you're thirsty. And it might be Imperial. like it might be like Budweiser's or you know Anheuser Busch's version of Bud Light for Costa Rica. It's like I was watching an Australian stream of the NHL and they had, it was all Australian commercials. And instead of Burger King, they have hungry jacks there. It's like the same exact brand, but like a different name to appeal to different markets. So, but yeah, probably going to order me some Imperials. Yeah. There you go. Very, very good taste. Yeah. So overall it was a good trip. It was a great. It was a fantastic trip. Be- best, best fishing trip that I've ever been on, probably in my life. Nice. Well, maybe you can uh, watch out for the Instagram, and maybe you can send me a picture for the Twitter, and we'll post it on there. What we could do is. Uh, you could post like a whole separate post, like secondhand sports and outdoors or whatever, or we could yeah. make a, we could make like a whole account maybe. I don't know. But yeah. <laughs> Thanks for sharing, Matt.
No problem. And that is our show, everyone. Thank you all for listening once again. We appreciate each and every single one of you. Um, Once again, episode was a little outdated now that the Suns have uh, officially won 130 to 103. They will advance to the NBA Finals. And uh, now it'll just be between the Hawks and the Bucks. Like I said, the series is tied 2-2, and Trey Young being out did not stop the Hawks at all. It'll be, if Giannis is done, then the Bucks are done. That'll be an interesting series to watch to see who um, comes out of there. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much the only updates. Once again, congratulations to Mississippi State. And also, like I said at the top of the hour, top of the episode, uh, we're going to take a little break for July, but we will be back for August. Um, we, I, I might try, I've been, me personally, I've been mulling around uh, the idea of starting to do the blog again, so keep an eye out for that. I'll definitely post it on Twitter if you're following us on Twitter. Um, so... Yeah, a link to our Twitter in the description below. But, yeah, we appreciate each and every one of you. We surely hope you enjoyed. We thank you for your patience and your time. And we will see you next month. Supersonic ships at your disposal if you feel so inclined. All right, we're gonna travel faster than light, so drop your overcoat tight and we'll go anywhere you want to decide. Nobody has to be helped, nobody needs to be out of sight Nobody's gonna travel second class of the equality No suppression of minorities